0: If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back.
1: Today is Thursday, March 2nd. My name is Jeff Dollar. Today, I'm grateful for whoever taught Ellie the word buddy. You did. I did? Yeah, you always call her buddy. I do? Yeah, you're like, "Hey, buddy." Uh. Oh, I feel like that happens. Hold on, lot- buddy. I feel like that happens a lot where I, I say something and I go, how did she learn that? And you say, you say that all the time.
0: One thousand percent. Mm. It seriously happens all the time. But it's very cute that she is like, hey, buddy.
1: Well, every every night that I put her down, she, I, we always put lotion on her cheeks and on her little lips so they don't get chapped. And she always makes me put some on her finger. And then she says, turn around, buddy. <laughs> And I don't know where <laughs> that came from, but then she rubs it in to the back of my neck. Yeah. No idea. Do you put lotion on the back of her neck? No. No idea why. No idea why she calls me buddy when she does that. And she's so proud to turn around, buddy. And then she just, dude, 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 dude. and if I haven't given her enough, she'll uh, she'll tell me to give her more. And then I put more. and She rubs it in, and that's that's her routine.
0: I like that you guys are like little best buddies. Buddies? Your buddies. She's your buddy. My name is Callie Dollar and I'm grateful for our sweet neighbors. I invited, which I feel like isn't really like in my normal realm of things that I would do.
1: It's a thousand percent not.
0: Okay. So I channeled my mother and I had the girls in our, some of the girls in our neighborhood that live on our street. Uh, over for like a wine night just to...
1: I feel like you need to say women.
0: Women. I know, but girls to me is like...
1: Girls night, I know. Peers,
0: it's like girls night.
1: But we we have so many kids on the street that, and now we have an Ellie. So when you say I invited the girls over, I would think that maybe you invited some of the kids over to play with Ellie.
0: No, I invited some of the women on our street to come have a drink at our house just because I run into them from time to time. They're so nice. And I don't know. I like the idea of having neighbors that I actually like because our track record has been like, you know, the house before this was Uncle Smokey across the street that we never got the courage to introduce ourselves to. And I regret that. I miss Uncle Smokey. And then the house before that
1: was- the- uh, if, if you're if you're new to the show, Uncle Smokey is a guy that we named Uncle Smokey because he smoked a lot of cigarettes. Like a chimney. And he would stand in front of his house and smoke those cigarettes. And we he essentially watched Ellie grow up because when we would let our dogs out- he'd be out there and we would always we'd be like w-
0: holding our baby when I was pregnant. Like yeah. he'd be waving across the street and, we'd and this always is like
1: wave. We'd always, yes. but we and never knew his name,
0: never knew his name. He's like 30 something. And I thought the other day I'm like, you know what? I wonder if he still lives there. The seat, That used to be right outside of his front door is gone. So I, and it's an apartment complex. I think he's moved. I will, I could pass him in the grocery store and not recognize his face because that's how we were just far enough. It's like the neighbor on the other balcony, major regret. And then the crazy people that I would never want to be friends with. But these women seem so nice. So I was like, hey, do you guys want to come over have a glass of wine after your kids go to bed? Whatever. And we did, and it was so fun Number one, learned a lot about the neighbors, like, and like the history of the street who now lives behind where we live. And it was cool because a lot of the people that have lived on our street stay in the same neighborhood, which is validating to me that everyone loves living here.
1: Because we love this neighborhood so much. And this neighborhood is, is, I don't know, I think there's Maybe three or four neighborhoods that kind of make up this little cluster, mm-hmm. and this is one of them. And it just felt like home as soon as we moved in. So we would love to, when we buy a home, buy in one of these neighborhoods. Yeah, we, and it, That was validating. It, it I'm glad. Was, I'm glad you told me that too. Same reason.
0: Cause it's so cool. Cause everyone, unless there's like one person they told me about that moved out of state for a job. But other than that, everybody kind of stays around here and it feels so good. And their kids are around the same age as ours. And one of the things I did realize, I think I'm the oldest one with kids on the street, the little kids. I'm the old mom. Cause they're both younger than I am. And their kids are older than our, than Ellie. So, you know, or it's people that have teenage kids that are, you know, in a different phase of life on our street. But I was like, oh my gosh,
1: I am the oldest one.
0: That's weird.
1: (laughs) I was so happy you did that. And I, I couldn't really put my finger on why. And then it dawned on me. I was thinking about it yesterday that when I grew up, all of our, my parents, best friends, were our neighbors? Mm-hmm. I mean, my mo- I know my mom had of her her childhood friend that was she. She grew up in a town about an hour from where we lived. Mm-hmm. So she had a f- one friend up there that we would see from time to time. And my dad, I know all of my dad's coworkers just from hearing at work stories. But there was not a lot of hanging. They didn't come by the house a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, I probably met. But all all of them, maybe once or twice in my entire life. But the neighbors, that's where it was at.
0: I mean, I remember my neighbors. I have some of the fondest memories of my life with the neighbors that I grew up with when I was a kid. Like under age 10, like riding our bikes down the street and playing in each other's backyards until the sun went down. And it just feels really good. And I would love that for Ellie. Right. Now I have to get past my weirdness of like, Oh, do your kids want to play with my, you know what I mean? Because our, I think typically I'm someone that's like, well, I don't want to bother anybody, but we have a neighbor. We have a neighborhood where there's constantly kids with their scooters and the neighborhood's kids play with each other. And I've got to be better about saying, Ellie, the neighbors are out. Which toy do you want to take outside? Yeah. Let's go see I our
1: neighbor. We, I th- I don't overthink that because I think we did fine with that last year. Remember we came home from running errands and there were one or two families at the end of the street. And so we got out of the car, walked down, introduced ourselves. Next thing you know, five families are down there. Yeah. Right? Same thing happened on Halloween. We just weren't ready early enough. Remember how mad I was? Because I was, was- I was all prepared for a great Halloween. And, but was not prepared for how early they would come. And I, I was. We missed
0: the first 10 minutes of trick or treating. And Jeff was like, that's
1: not as horrible. No, it's not. It wasn't that we missed the first 10 minutes. I wanted to be all set up at the. I wanted the dogs to be behind the gate. You know, the, yeah. the baby gate. I wanted to have the the tree a And it got started way too early. I was so upset.
0: So that said, I feel like I have neighborhood fr- friends now. And, and they both listened to the show. Oh, they do? No. So they're officially listening to our show. I'm um, Good. Okay. I'm
1: glad I didn't say, well, I liked one of them, but the others, <laughs> <rah."> <laughs> oh, I should just keep balling their toes. Uh, all right. I want to, I want to bring something up. I want to start the show off by doing something not upsidey at all. I want to make fun of people, but I'm only going to make fun of people because I have been you. 20, 25 years ago, this would have been me. Okay. Mm-hmm. But now I'm a resident of the great state of Georgia, and I wouldn't even flinch at this. But people in Maryland and West Virginia were losing their mind last week because they woke up and found that their vehicles and the ground was covered in a white powder. And conspiracy theories blew up on the Facebook groups and on Nextdoor. Somebody says, you know, this is a Facebook post. My friend in Maryland saw a small plane dropping white dust over the neighborhoods this morning. Something weird is going on. Other people wondering if it maybe had to do with that train crash mm-hmm. or derailment in yeah. Ohio That that is such a big environmental disaster. They, they're thinking, oh, what if it's particles from that have now drifted over? Uh, everybody you – know, the, the, even – what's this guy? Uh, a senator posts, this morning I was made aware of a dust-like substance that's been accumulating on exterior surfaces across the eastern panhandle. Uh, I spoke with the West Virginia Department of Environmental Protection, Deputy Secretary, blah, blah, blah. He informed me that inspectors have collected samples and have sent them uh, – excuse me – and have sent them for testing. As soon as they get results – they will call me. I will post. This in West Virginia. Here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. Here's the here's the resp- response. Um. At noon. So he posted that at ten in the morning. Here's the response at noon the next day. Initial an- analysis of the samples collected show that the material that has fallen from the sky is pollen.
0: They don't get pollen normally there.
1: No. And so everybody was freaked out. Freaked out. <laughs> I. You know. We. The pollen. And if you're not, if you if you don't live in the South, this is going to sound completely weird. If you do live in, in the South and this is all you've grown up with, the thought of not having it is completely weird.
0: I've never not had pollen. Yeah.
1: But in New York, where I grew up, upstate New York, there was allergy season when the grass would come in, you know, and the trees would start to bloom and flowers and stuff. But there was never a dust. You never physically saw pollen. Until I moved to Georgia, I truly thought pollen was invisible.
0: Is pollen worse down here because of the kinds of flowers that we have down here? Unsure. Because it's so, yeah, maybe it is just like it's a higher, I mean, a hotter climate. And maybe our, well, flowers, uh, our yeah, flowers are different.
1: And uh-huh. Yeah, that's absolutely... It's, yeah, I don't know why I said uh, unsure. Of course, that's what it is. The, it's just a different... It's probably just a different quantity and size of pollen related to the plants. But it makes me smile. Why?
0: Because I just can't imagine a world where I don't know what pollen is. I mean, that has been... Because I'm from the South. I've lived in the South my yeah. whole life. And that's just not
1: a... Never, I never once in my life physically saw pollen until my first spring in the state of Georgia. It's
0: like the first time I went in, went to New York with you. And I don't even think it was in the winter, but we rented a car and I got in the car and I was like, oh my gosh, Jeff, somebody left something in the car. Like the people that clean the car left one of their tools in here. (laughs) We should go
1: give it to them. Somebody left a weird broom with a strange triangle thing on top in the car.
0: Yeah. And Jeff was like, no, that comes standard with (laughs) every rental car in New York. It's a, what did you call it?
1: It's an ice a, brush. It's a snow brush.
0: Snow brush. Yeah, a, I
1: don't. With know. with an ice scraper on top.
0: <laughs> You're laughing. I did not know what a snow brush was, and I can't. I mean,
1: because why would you? Exactly. But we should open up a business selling snow brushes down here, but call them pollen brushes.
0: You know what? We actually should, mm-hmm. and they should have little. They should be. We should call Swiffer about this. Okay, there should be a Swiffer for pollen, where That's you spray the stuff, and then it's like,
1: phew, yeah, you know. But you don't even need to spray anything because if you just have the fiber, you know the the, the fiber fluff, cloth, mm-hmm. the fluffy Swiffer, not the wet one, mm-hmm. that would pick up the pollen. All we got to do is rebrand it. Mm-hmm. You know what? That's going to lead me into something I was I was something else I was going to talk about on the show. Here it is: If you've been thinking about starting a small business and you have been worried that your business is so niche or so unique or so specific that you won't have any customers, I am here to tell you that you are wrong because there are multiple people making really good money doing signature overhauls, okay? Oh
0: my gosh, I got an ad for this the other day.
1: An ad?
0: Yeah, on social media. Can I say what I think it is, what I got the ad for? And you tell me if that's right. Yeah. Okay, the ad that I got was somebody like a calligrapher or something Yep. takes your signature, makes it all pretty, and then shows you how to do it.
1: Yep. Yes. That's ridiculous. It's
0: amazing.
1: The the article- And your overhead
0: is nothing. That's what's brilliant, except for marketing, apparently.
1: Except, Except for your time. There is a woman in Los Angeles who is- making a minimum of $7,500 a month. Oh, my gosh. $7,500 a month. She does at least 300 custom signatures per month. That means 10 people a day are saying, yeah, I want a signature overhaul. And she uh, charges, on average, $25. The deluxe package is $55. The basic package is $10. And the way it works is if you don't love your signature, the way you sign your name, you reach out to her and give her some, tell her what you don't like about the signature you have. And then pick some of these words like elegant or subtle, dramatic, artistic, condensed, curvy, legible, or even illegible, whatever descriptors you want. And then she's, creates a signature for you, and also puts together templates and stencils as an add-on package so you can practice signing your own signature. What? five hundred dollars a month I doing know. that?
0: People who are creative and have businesses on Etsy that are digital businesses, like people that sell the digital downloads or whatever, yeah. are making bank. You know what you could do Me? with that? What? Yeah, that's like Etsy-ish that you could sell? Podcast names. And you uh-huh. should say, because people get so hung up, including me. on like, oh my gosh, I can't think of a podcast. I can't think of a, like, you could spit out, be like, for $50, I will name your podcast
1: for the, you. You know what? The minute you said that, though, the pressure went way up. I know. If somebody comes to me and says, hey, I got, I'm going to do a podcast. You know what I'm going to do? What? I'm going to
0: do it. And then I'm going to just yeah. subtly at the dinner table talk to you and be like, hey— my friend wants to start this podcast about a farm, but the only animals she has on it are bunnies. And then you would make up, you know, and then I'll just charge the money. I'll get it. Then we'll be rich. And then you won't even know. Like if this woman
1: have. was going to start a podcast about signing people's names, um, I would call it uh, sign here or print name here or sign here was good. I think that was your winner. Sign here. Yeah. The first one's always good. Then I overthink it and I go deep. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Or no autographs, please.
0: First one was better. Sign here. Okay. I would like to give you a little quiz. And I don't know why this is my favorite thing ever, but I love when dictionary.com releases like, here's the words we're adding, whatever. Because most of them... I don't know. Some of them are like, maybe there's like a, you know, like a token word we've all been saying for like 20 years. But most of them, I'm like,
1: was I it, have no clue. Was it the new words that go in the dictionary that's done by committee or was yes, it?
0: Yes, it's done by committee. Okay. It's, it's or done. Or was that the
1: word, was the word of the year chosen by committee or the new words chosen by The
0: head? new words are chosen by committee and they are chosen based on their relevance to pop culture. So these are not words that dictionary, the dictionary is making up and saying, Here's These a, are new words new we word. made up. It's what's circulating around long enough to become a thing.
1: I feel I have two questions about that. One, do words come out of the dictionary?
0: Um, I don't know. That's like a if great so, question. Like if some people,
1: you know, it's like, you know, like a word like daggum. I
0: right? don't think that daggum was ever in the dictionary. But like "half," I bet "half" is in the dictionary, and we half? don't use that anymore. "Half."
1: Half. H a t h. Oh, half. Thy. That yeah. So, do words ever come out? Like, if they decide that nobody know. else, do the can they take them out? And then the second question I had, um, I forgot. So carry on.
0: Okay, I'm gonna ask you these, and you tell me what you think they mean. But I want to do a, like a handful of them, so be quick about it. Yeah. Cakeage.
1: Cakeage. Mm-hmm. Can you can you spell it for me? C a k e a g e. Cakeage. That is on a child's. First birthday, when they do the smash cake thing, mm-hmm. cakeage would be the shrapnel that is around mm-hmm. the the celebrant, the birthday boy or girl.
0: Good idea, but no, it's the fee charged by a restaurant for serving a cake brought in from outside. Corkage oh, is like corkage. yeah, corkage would be if you bring your own wine. Cakeage sure. is if you bring your own cake. Yep. Cyber flashing.
1: Oh, is that sending a pic? Mm-hmm. That's easy.
0: Unsolicited. Yep. Digital nomad.
1: Somebody who doesn't have social media?
0: No. Someone who works remotely while traveling, especially one who has no fixed or permanent address. So people like that live in their vans and stuff. Got it. Which is actually every time we pay a rent check, that's sounding more appealing to me.
1: I got to tell you that I really, really like the idea of spending a year living in an RV. Mm -hmm. Do you know why we can't do it? No RVs are car seat safe. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a big deal. Yep. Um, how cool would that be, though, with a two-year-old, right, to even six, I mean, I don't even know how much you would, it would cost to rent an RV, but just spend six months. If we didn't have Ellie, I would do that for sure. Just driving around. Mm-hmm. But I, I, don't, I don't think there's a way to do it safely.
0: Yeah. And I also think our dogs would not be great travelers or it would make them great travelers. Like, I think Sadie would be fine, but Lily would be like, oh my God.
1: Opposite. A I think, dear. I, I think Sadie would would be nervous about because we would go somewhere and spend a few days and Sadie would just get settled and comfortable. And then we're like, new That's environment. True. Lily would be beside herself with excitement. Yes. All the stuff to see out the windows, new smells everywhere we go. Mm-hmm. She'd love it. Nearly wed. Nearly wed? Mm -hmm. No idea.
0: A person who lives with someone in a life partnership, um, maybe they're engaged, but they have zero wedding planned and possibly with no plans to ever really get married.
1: Oprah and Stedman would
0: be. Oprah and Stedman would be nearly wed. Is he still around? Yeah.
1: Do we ever hear about him? No.
0: Pet fluencer. How
1: come nobody cares about him? Everybody's looking for that David Miscavige's wife, the Scientology guy's (laughs) wife. But Stedman, he's Stedman been,
0: blinked twice.
1: Yeah, he's been missing forever. Where
0: Stedman? Where she I got think, Stedman? Look, Stedman's girlfriend is Oprah. So Sted, or his new nearly wed is Oprah. So yeah. they probably have like five thousand different properties. They probably have an island somewhere. Stedman's probably living his best life on the island, as I would be
1: doing. Hmm.
0: Pet Fluencer.
1: Oh, those are um, social media accounts around pet. Yes, that's an easy one.
0: Rage farming.
1: Rage farming? Yeah, this is my favorite one. I couldn't even tell you.
0: It's not my favorite one. It's my least favorite one, but it's my favorite term. Uh, Intentionally provoking political opponents, usually by posting something on social media in order to get an angry response.
1: So it's not putting plants in the ground.
0: You are trying to get someone mad. You're
1: people to get them worked up.
0: Yes. Um, And then a couple other ones that I fan service.
1: Okay.
0: Material added to a work of fiction to appeal to its fans. Uh, Hellscape, which has been around for a while. Microdosing, we know what that is. And the last one is trauma dumping, which is unsolicited, one-sided sharing about a traumatic experience in an inappropriate setting to people who are not prepared for it. Money can't buy happiness, but not worrying about your money Comes pretty dang close. That's where Chime can help you smile more. They were just named the number one most loved banking app. With payday up to two days early and fee-free overdrafts up to $200, they offer financial peace of mind in your wallet. All of this with no annual fees, large security deposits, or credit checks to apply. See for yourself why Chime is so loved at chime.com slash upside. That's C-H-I-M-E.com slash upside. Chime is a financial technology company, not a bank. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank or Stride Bank and a member's FDIC. Early access to direct deposit funds depends on pair. Spot Me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. See chime.com slash spotme. Chime was the 2021 number one most downloaded banking app in the U.S., according to
1: Aptopia. Are you one of those people who is just confused about life insurance, who just doesn't understand exactly what it is, how it works, but you know you need it, especially if you have a growing family? Well, I have a suggestion. Stop putting it off and finally get life insurance Today, with Fabric by Gerber Life. Fabric was designed by parents for parents to help you get high-quality, surprisingly affordable term life insurance in less than 10 minutes. Know this, it takes less than 10 minutes to apply, see your quote, and then personalize your quote to fit your family's needs. You could be offered life insurance coverage instantly with no health exam Required, and they've got a 30-day money-back guarantee, so you can cancel at any time if you don't love your experience with Fabric. Protect your family today with Fabric by Gerber Life. Apply today in just 10 minutes at meetfabric.com/upside. M E E T Fabric F A B R I C dot com/slash Upside. Policies are issued by Western Southern Life Assurance Company. Not available in certain states. Prices subject to underwriting and health questions. Meatfabric.com slash upside.
0: I don't know who needs to hear this, but you don't have to be insecure about your skin. For years, I was insecure about mine. I had so much sun damage on my forehead for my years of not taking care of my skin and being out in the sun and like, you know tanning beds you know, early 2000s teens. You hear me, right? Millennials, we did not treat our skin very good and now we're having to make up for it later, but it's okay because you can get help. And I am super confident about my skin because I had my melasma treated. Now, whether you have acne or you have melasma issues like me had melasma issues, um, Apostrophe is an online platform that can help. They connect you with an expert dermatology team to get customized acne treatment for your unique skin. Through Apostrophe, you can get access to oral and topical medications that use clinically proven ingredients to help clear acne. Here's what you're going to do. You're going to go to their website. You're going to fill out an online consultation about your skin goals and your medical history. Then you take a couple of pictures of yourself and a board certified dermatologist will create your initial customized treatment plan. It's really easy to use. It's so nice to not have to make a derm appointment like six months out. You know, when you want help with your skin right now, we have a special deal for our audience. Get your first visit for only $5 at a slash upside when you use our code upside. To get started, just go to apostrophe.com slash upside, then use our code upside to sign up and you'll get your first visit for only $5. Thank you, Apostrophe, for sponsoring this episode.
1: Here's a heads up. If you have an iPhone and you upgrade to the latest
0: Oh, I haven't done system, that yet.
1: Well, file this away for when you do because Apple, in an attempt to some... Their argument is they're making the planet a better place. Mm -hmm. Uh, Other people are saying, hey, you're just trying to make me upgrade to to a newer phone. But in one of the latest upgrades, there is a setting called clean energy charging, and it says on the phone— iPhone will try to reduce your carbon footprint by selectively charging when lower carbon emission electricity is available. Your iPhone learns from your daily charging routine so it can reach full charge before you need to use it. Mm -hmm. So basically, people who plug their phone in and don't and this thing isn't triggered. It takes forever for their phones to charge. Oh no! But you can go into settings and then go to battery, and you can turn off the clean energy charging. People, but don't are, you think that would be good for you though? For me, why the no. clean
0: energy charging?
1: Mm-mm. Why?
0: Oh, because you are cu- your phone is dead twenty four seven.
1: Yeah, but that does, all that does is make it slower to charge. Oh. It has nothing to do with how much power you use. Oh,
0: I misunderstood. I was thinking like it's, yeah, never
1: mind. No, no, no. So. uh,
0: I was thinking that it like learns your habits of when you're using it and then slows it down only when you're sleeping and stuff like that. No, no, no. So your phone doesn't die. That's what I was thinking. It has
1: to do with the speed of charging. People who are much smarter than I am point out that the carbon footprint created by the building of Apple iPhones is actually the biggest pollutant. It's not the. Charging of individual phones.
0: Here are your three random things for today. Your first random thing, and I am so excited about this, is that TLC has announced a new show. And TLC, to me, has by far... That's the reality TV show I want to watch. I don't care about the Kardashians. I don't care about million-dollar real estate people, whatever.
1: No Real Housewives.
0: No Real Housewives, whatever. Like, I... I don't want to be jealous of all the people that have, you know, so much money and going on private jets. That's not appealing to me. What's appealing to me is weird stuff that I don't know anything about. So their new TV show is Seeking Brother Husband, and it is the opposite of Seeking Sister Wife, which is like the best show ever. Have you ever seen Seeking Sister Wife?
1: Is that, I'm guessing that is a show about, what's it called, Polly
0: polyamory where
1: well, polyamory not
0: polyamory um,
1: polygamy polygamy
0: but it's the reason that seeking sister wife is so weird to me is it wouldn't be weird if people are like yeah we just kind of like both like women and we want another wife and you know whatever but it's always a guy on there being like God told me I need more wives. Right. I'm like, did he? Because I feel like God told my husband that too. And um, you know what I mean? Like every guy, yeah, you know, is going to be like, yeah, more wives. You know, God told me. Mm. Okay, yeah. whatever you say. But that's what's amusing to me because these guys are so set. And like God what told this, me he wants me to have four
1: wives. What if this new show is women that God has spoken to?
0: I don't think it's going to be. I think it's people that are living like polyamorous relationships because I've never heard come out of anyone's mouth. God told me to have more husbands. I think it's like a patriarchal thing, but this makes me think (laughs) right. Yeah. The patriarchy definitely, you know, into that multiple wives thing. So this is going to be really interesting for me. Uh, But I would like for at least one woman to come on and be like, God told me I need six husbands.
1: Why don't I use that line more often?
0: God told me I need more wives. Because that's, not what, that's have, not what you want. You don't no. want more
1: wives. More wives would overwhelm you. I don't want it with wives. But a couple weeks ago when our Girl Scout cookies got delivered, he said, why did you order so many Girl Scout cookies? I should have just said, God told me more Thin Mints.
0: He said it. I mean, he makes the rules. I don't yeah, know how right, you
1: argue with me. Other than like blurting out, well, I was just trying to support the kids and the girls and— That I just had to be supportive. God told me. No questions asked. Uh, Your second random thing is the world's ugliest dog contest has been announced. It's held annually in California and entries are now being accepted. Looking for dogs with, quote, too little hair, too many wrinkles, an unusual nose, maybe a funny
0: waddle. Yeah. A funny waddle.
1: The world's ugliest dog contest is a celebration of the imperfections that make our dogs lovable. A good many of them are rescues from shelters and puppy mills, so we're going to use the fun and notoriety of this competition to raise awareness for dog adoption. The annual event has a top prize of $1,500, so if you have a dog that you think is ugly, throw a Google on World's Ugliest Dog Contest. Entries are being accepted now.
0: And your third random thing for today is... Jeff Dollar's favorite company, Mint Mobile, and Jack in the Box have teamed up for what I think is another genius marketing campaign. It is the Mint Mobile Shake. They are releasing a shake that is Oreo cookie pieces. Can't go wrong there. And it's a has a whipped minty topping and a cherry. You can get it for $4.89 for a limited time at Jack in the Box. And I just... Mint Mobile, we used to advertise for them, and they haven't advertised on the show for a while, but I think that's Jeff's, like, dream partnership.
1: I just, I think there are a lot of opportunities with that company and with all of our shows, because all of our shows have, all of, most 1022 shows have a listener engagement component via voicemail, and many of them are set up using Mint Mobile.
0: And... Um, so we, I guess
1: to me, it's a, to me, it's a natural fit. It's just been an impenetrable wall. I have, um, Brian Reynolds who owns it.
0: Yeah. And yeah. he's well. obviously very funny and their marketing is very funny. I'm assuming cause he's leads the charge on that, but their websites also hilarious. Cause I was looking at something. About their background uh, a couple of days ago. And every single thing on their website is conversational and funny. And it's just really cool. I love when companies don't take themselves seriously, especially when it's something that is a headache for most of us. Like, I don't think anyone thinks Verizon is particularly funny. Now,
1: I have an issue, or ATT for that matter, with Jack in the Box.
0: Do you? Yeah. I've never eaten there. I don't know. You've
1: never eaten a Jack
0: in the Box? No, I don't think we have one here, do we?
1: There is no Jack in the Box in Georgia. We had one in Tennessee, but I don't think I ever went. We had one in South Carolina, and I know I went to that one. Mm-hmm. I used to go all the time when I lived in Arizona. So good. Is it bigger I, well, out west? No, it exa- it's all over the place. Oh, okay. but okay. I have talked about this. When I was on the radio, I talked about it 10 years ago and said, I would like to open a Jack in the Box franchise. And Georgia, can somebody who knows about restaurants help me? And I got a, I'm not the only person who's had that thought. And there is some sort of, this territory is not available. Either. I wonder
0: if it's like the um the grocery m- store thing where like Publix can't go north and Wegmans can't come south because of some.
1: It's some sort of some peace treaty brokerage right. type of, you know, thing. Yeah where
0: yeah. and those are your three random things thank you for listening to the upside, up-side podcast. with Callie and Jeff most
2: people learn about the upside from their friends please tell everyone you know about this podcast so the amazing upside community can continue to grow
1: my parents always had a theory that they would always joke about and it was when they're when they discovered something that they liked a lot it went away shortly after that. Mm-hmm. So they would eat out a lot and they would go to, a, you know, a restaurant, a neighborhood restaurant or a chain restaurant, it doesn't matter, go to Applebee's. And there would be some appetizer on the menu that one or both of them really liked. So they would go and every time they would go, they would get that appetizer or that dessert or mm-hmm. that whatever it is. And without fail, within six months, it was gone. Mm-hmm. And they, they used to joke about that. I think their theory may hold some weight because my dad loves these jelly beans that only come out at Easter <gasps> The time. spicy? They're spiced jelly. I think they're called eggs. I think they call them jelly eggs or mm-hmm. bird eggs or whatever by the company Brock's, mm-hmm. right? But there's, they have to be the spice one. Those are the ones he likes. So a few years ago, I said, I'm going to go buy... Five bags of them and save them for his birthday, and then give them to him on his birthday, which is in the middle of summer. What a yes. treat to have this, you know, Easter yeah. special thing. And I, I did it. I think I did that for one or two years. They have become the spiced ones have become harder and harder and harder to find to the point where this year I think I'm going to have to buy them online. And they're probably going to be like thirteen dollars bag. I can't find them in stores. You know what's probably what's and funny? They're, they, they're he is right. They are by far the far superior jelly bean.
0: Okay, no, Starburst is the superior,
1: superior jelly bean. Starburst isn't a jelly bean.
0: Uh, yeah, they are.
1: No, Starburst is a chew.
0: Yeah, they have a jelly bean line.
1: Oh. And it's delicious. Okay. Well, we can do a uh, taste drive thing like Carpool does.
0: Um, But you know what's funny about that candy is I feel like the Brock's spicy ones haven't changed in so long that I feel like 50 years ago, they made one giant batch. Giant.
1: There's a one warehouse. There's
0: one warehouse and they've been selling them every year since then. But like, you know, you can't get as many every year. And like maybe this is the year that they're finally out of the 50 year supply. Um, Because, you know, with what those things are made of, those things will last forever.
2: Okay, I'm not a true crime junkie like Callie at all, Um, but I don't know if anybody else's mind went this way with the man who was escaped the hospital from the nursing home and then apparently survived for seven years. We don't know how. Um, What if, like, uh, what if he murdered somebody? The person they found dead, the dead body. What if... He murdered that person to escape, like as a decoy. Like maybe he's really, really smart. Maybe he's just um, fooling everyone. That's where my mind went. Is that sick? I I hope not. Hey, this is Jenny from Atlanta. I am catching up on the podcast and just heard the Tuesday takeaway about hiccups. Um, There's a cure. It's called Hickaway. H-I-C-C-A-W-A-Y. The little contraption created by a doctor, it was on Shark Tank, we have it, it works 100% of the time. My husband uses it, my three-year-old, my four-year-old, they know to ask for it, use it once, it works. And don't understand why the whole world doesn't know about it, because it is the literal cure. You can buy it on Amazon, try it out, I guarantee you, 100% of the time it works. Hi, guys. I just want to let y'all know the first aid kit use at home is coming. You have a little kid. They fall a lot. They get hurt. They want Band-Aids for everything, whether there's blood or not. So you will be needing it. Band-Aids, Neosporin, Hydrocortisone Cream, Benadryl. And I will say it will come in handy to have um, tape. So if your kid ever jams their finger, you can tape them together. And a good kit for getting splinters out. But I don't know what else you would need that would cost anywhere near that kind of money. And Band-Aids are great little stocking stuffers when they're young. Kids love Band-Aids. So when you find them, all kinds of different cute ones, like pick them up. because <laughs> You will go through them. They want Band-Aids for everything. Bruises. Doesn't matter. They just like to wear them. It's like a little accessory at some point. So especially with little girls. Love the show. Bye. Hey, Kelly and Jeff, it's Stephanie. I've got two kids, seven and four, and we use a first aid kit all the time, specifically the Band-Aids. But if they fall down and scrape themselves, they need the ointment and the, the Band-Aid immediately. So whenever we go outside, I have a first aid kit nearby because that's what they like. Who knows what Ellie's going to be into, but that might be one of her things.
1: Good luck. Bye. Every morning, you have two choices. Stay asleep with your dreams or wake up and go get them.